Welcome back to uh, True Stories Based on Fiction. Well, actually, this is not True Story. This is on the True Story Based on Fiction Network, but this show is called In No Particular Order. I am your host, uh, Evan, the third host, joined always by... D-Mac. What's good, everybody? What's good? Boom. All right, we are back at it again. And so we didn't talk about this beforehand on our pre-show, but... uh, just based on the last episode, let's have a little detour real quick, and then we'll get to the topic of this episode, which is going to be our summit on UGK, something I'm looking forward to, and sometimes I'm surprised we had it done before. But uh, our last recording came out before the new Drake album for All the Dogs. So at the time that we're recording this, honestly, on November the 4th, I'm probably going to drop this pretty soon. Uh, let's go ahead and give a quick review of that before we get into the full episode if you want d-mac yeah okay i'm down uh what do you think about it for all the dogs for all the dogs now i think it was a uh after listening to it a little bit more great i kind of i'm not gonna lie i didn't kind of put it down now <laughs> <laughs> but uh i i i believe in in my my standards, granted, Drake's first three albums was was fire. Now, ever since then, he's has fallen off a little bit. He can give you the hits, but as far as the complete album wise, it's it's not there. So, for all the dogs, it seemed like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna go Joe Button with it. A little bit, yeah. You, you acting like you're talking to some twenty-something-year-old, you know, females right. or something, and you like thirty-seven, thirty-eight, or whatever. Thirty-seven, like he's our age. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting here like, hey man, it's, yeah, why don't we start talking, getting into the whole grown man, grown man thing, or talk about some more situations what you have encountered in your lifetime? Kind of switching up, getting more personable, rather say. Mm-hmm. And I know Drake got it besides him just talking about random exes and females he didn't talk to. I know he got it in him. So, and I think that's what folks are looking for. And I also think folks also looking for, which I don't think will never happen, will be that talk shit album, that uh, the off season J. Cole type of album. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't think you're ever going to get that from him. You, you always gonna get you know singing Drake, rapping Drake, uh, same album, whatever. Uh, overall, I know I had gave it a seven out of a ten, but I'm I'm gonna bump that down. Wait, wait, At, when when did you give a seven out of ten? Like, did we talk about uh, it before? Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about Damn, it. Damn, man, I fucking remember going. Oh. I mean, like, but, I, I recall us talking about it, but like. But like I don't recall just giving it. Uh, yeah, I think I shot you a text. It was like seven out of ten. Okay, okay. But now I'm gonna bump it down. 
I'm gonna give it a six, six out of ten. Mm. Reason being is because it needs more depth. I think I th- I think I like ten through was it twenty one or twenty? I mean 10, 10 to twenty or eleven to twenty or whatever, more than the first ten tracks he got on there. Mm. Except for except for probably like two singles, Slime Me Down, I like that one. And uh of course the one with J. Cole, I like that one as well. Mm-hmm. Which is his number one and all that. So uh uh oh yeah, it's, it's sidebar J. Cole was talking about it on on the radio, on a YouTube. I think it was you little Yachty? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's he been going on certain folks. He's been doing little interviews, but interviews with his peers, mm-hmm. uh, majority. And he was uh, on air, and he was just talking about he didn't really care about being on one, but that's just how he is. But did he how he phrased it, though, on on one scenario, he was just like, I don't want to have a number one. And it's like, Drake, give me an alley. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? All right, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so... He did say that, but then he said he didn't mind regardless of, it, of a number one. It could be number two, this, that, and third. But I think he also won his one of his songs to become number one. Low so, key. and like that was honestly the biggest news to me about this whole uh, for all the dogs album. Because uh, so is a is a stat that J Cole has never had a, a number one single or song, or that he's never had like. A, uh, a number one album. I feel like his album's going number one. No, uh, number one single. That was I think that was the thing because he beat Mike. He's tied. How's that possible Jackson. though? He's tied with Michael Jackson. Have that Drake, many man. number mm-hmm. one season singles. But okay, but if if J Cole's albums are going now are as far as you know are J Cole's albums going one they going on number the, one on Hot 100 or the Hot Hip Hop tra- uh, uh, albums. No, they on not the high one hundred, but the high twenty two hundred or whatever the hell is called. But yeah, everything right album wise, yeah, here's going. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, so it how is it possible in a modern age for an album to go number one, but the singles don't go number one, or or the songs like don't go number one? How is that possible? Because typically, if an album go number one, you'll see like in the singles charts, like ten, like the top ten be all that artists. Mm, yeah, I mean he probably. Ain't that be, you? He, I guess you look at it, he always have a top. He's like top five, top five and top ten for a single wise, but he never had a single go number one. I can't even think of a single that he has went number one that was, was like it, when I, as I think about it. Yeah, b- because to he don't go really got number, no singles really. You right? Exactly. So to go when I think about a single, he really ain't never had that stand out. Like, hey, this this shit go hard. Like his last singles uh, was a count it up, count it up, count it. Yep. But like, uh, now granted, I don't follow like the charts like I did ten years ago, like 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 especially not twenty years ago. But uh, it it seems like in the modern day, like I just said, it seems like in the modern day, typically if an artist is number one on the albums chart, there a a lot of the songs from that album that week are also on like the singles chart. So like, I just find that weird. But in any event. Um, my brief uh review of of for all the dogs. Um, I didn't even want to give it a second listen. That's how bad it was. <laughs> uh, now 
that last Drake with for Twenty One Savage, I gave that maybe two or three, but this one was so bad. Most like that that dance hall when he put out, I didn't, I had no interest of of even giving it like a second listen. The first song on there is probably like the the one that fucking lasts on me the most. Uh, like. I, and like I really didn't like a fucking first person shooter, first person shooter that much either. And like I didn't like slime you out, um, because Drake on this album, he sounds so entitled, like he's entitled to the pussy, and like he's talking about all the shit, like all the shit, like he did for these bitches and shit. And because of this, and and like I think, uh, like I think I told you too, I think I can't. I, I can't recall who said this first, but money can't unlame a lane. And Drake is a lane. He's always been a lane. <laughs> Drake is the kind of dude who, when he was younger, he couldn't get no hoes. Now he can get hoes, but he still is resentful and probably hates women low-key because of all the ones that shunned him in the past. Yeah. And now, he feels like because he does all this shit for, for women, that they're entitled to do whatever he wants them to do and feel um, and feel a beholden to him when that's not the case, bro. They don't like it. Like at the end of the day, the kind of women who would like dudes for for the money are not the kind of women that are gonna have any substance anyway. Because most most of the time, you you will find beautiful woman who got her shit together, fucking with yes. a bum anyway, a bum with no car, no job. And she is in love and loyal to this nigga and always go back to him. So money don't mean shit, bro. If, if they don't like you, they, it's, it's because of you, bro. Whatever it is about your personality, Drake, these women do not like long term. But you want these women because you took them on a vacation. How many women do we know who get taken on vacation by some dude to come back to uh, like America and fuck the uh, fucking, uh, fucking drug dealer who uh, fucking don't wash his ass? It happens all the time. Yeah. The more you give a woman, the more she's going to feel entitled to it. So the best thing you can do is don't spend a dime on these women and then see what if they really like you. Because if you got to spend money on them, bro, then, like, they ain't really going to be down for you. And then I do get now that uh, as I'm older, we all want the same things for women, like whether it be companionship, pussy, whatever, right? And we all have different routes of getting there. You can do it, like, through game. You can do it through um, gifts. You can do it through, like, just get them straight up money, and it gets you the same spot. Like, back when we were younger, I thought... I, I thought niggas that tricked them chicks was dumb, but no, like you're just taking a middleman out. But when you do it that way, these chicks are not gonna be loyal to you. So like, anyway, that's a long way of saying Drake to me to sound like he was whining too much about chicks that didn't do what he wanted them to do just because he did this, this stuff for them. When I'm saying none of that shit matters, Drake. These chicks do not care what you spend on them, especially if they feel entitled to it. They feel like simply breathing that they should be go on these trips and shit like that. So like you gotta do something else besides that, like like really get them like to uh, to um to like you the way that you want them to like you and like to feel um to get the gratitude that you think you deserve. Uh so for me, um I would give for all the dogs two out of ten Drunk Iron Man's two out of ten trash, bro. Completely trash. Me. Like, and this, if you remember our last episode, I of the two of us is def am definitely the Baker Drake fan. But at this point, right, I would say that I'm not a uh, I'm not a Drake fan at all. I think at this point, he needs to take some years off 
and come back on a, on some whole different shit, which is risky in um, the current climate of music. But, uh, yeah. He actually is supposed to be taking some... Uh, I think he's taking a year off for health reasons. That's what, he, that's, what he, that's what he said. I mean, it makes say, sense. It makes sense, though, because he's been in the light forever. I mean... Yeah, like we said, since like 2007. Year. Yeah, but he's had the longest reigning run of any... Not only rap artists, but probably any black artists. Yeah. Probably any artist, period, really, like, without, like, really, really, although his output, me, hasn't been that good, he's still in moving units. So, like, the pop mm-hmm. was still, like, when I, and I can't think of any other, because Michael Jackson had his, his hits from, like, the 60s to the 2000s. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Drake has had the same number of number ones in a much shorter span is amazing. And it probably won't happen again. And I also read this one too. I don't know how true this is. They said that he has overlapped Eminem for the most hip-hop album sold. Like he's the, mo- the most selling hip-hop artist, which I got to fact check that one. Because Eminem, Eminem got two diamond albums. That's all he's on. Right. Just like... But... <laughs> And he might have another one coming up soon. Like, <laughs> just roughly, like. Never going diamond again, bro. He ain't never going diamond again. Now Eminem, saying, in my opinion, no, no, at this I don't point, think he's going diamond again. I just think he 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 has an album that oh, might gotcha. go diamond just because of the. Oh, I got how you. Old like, like, not like a new album, but like one of his previous ones. Like, I got you. Okay, I got you. I yeah, got you. that's what I think. But that's why, because he, uh, him. Was it him or I know Fifty, the which is beyond me that uh, the single uh, uh, "We in the Club" just went diamond like a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I, th- I thought that probably went diamond. I thought it went diamond. Literally, hell, I thought it went diamond right when he came out. Cause yeah, cause that was like the lead single off the diamond album. So you would think that like the lead single. Yeah. But nah, it, it had so many. It just went diamond like just recently. Hmm. That's interesting. Which is a huge accomplishment because mm-hmm. I mean, to get a single to go platinum is is good. These days, nowadays yeah. is pretty good. Dope is good. It, yeah, yeah. But if you got something to go diamond, that shit, man. Uh, this is a tangent, and then I promise people like we'll get to the topic pretty soon here. Is Pump It Up Diamond? Pump It Up? No. <laughs> I mean, you would think so, because like, that motherfucker get you on anything. Yeah, it was good, but no. Yeah, because now, if you counted the times that that got played at sporting events, it probably would be done. <laughs> yeah, for real. Anyway, um, but Drake uh, spent a lot of time in the uh, city, well, in the state of the topic of this summit, saying, and also you spent like a lot of time in that in, in that state as well, because like that's that that's where your primary residence is, which is Texas, and we're talking about my favorite, uh, one of my favorite groups, uh, duos, uh, and that is UGK, the Underground Kings. 
Um, have you have you ever been to uh, Port Port Arthur? Nah, I never been to Port Arthur. How far is that from you? Just curious. Um, that shit probably like about six hours. Okay. Oh, Houston is like five hours from me. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. Um, there are two famous artists that came from Port Arthur, Texas. Uh, UGK, and can you guess who 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 the other one was? You say groups or artists? Artists. X. And they were way before UGK. Ooh. Member of the 27 Club, if if you know what that is. I don't even know who that is. The, okay, so like the uh the 27 Club is a list of artists of various uh, genres who have died at age 27. Uh, some of its members are, I think, uh Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Kurt Cobain, um, Tupac was almost in it. I think the Biggie is in it. Yeah. Um, because like Tupac died at twenty six, I believe. Like Biggie was twenty seven, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, I can't think of, but like there's like a lot of like so many that like there's a conspiracy of how that keeps happening. Um, there's like over twenty people in. I, uh, uh, Amy Winehouse is in. It. I think she might be the the, the newest member of that. Not club of a club that like you don't want to be in, but the person, the other act is part of that club, and uh, they were f- famous for saying that they hated Port, Port Arthur, Texas, and like they hated being from there because uh, how, how, uh, of how racist it was, and uh, how uh, backwatered, uh, and just not a good place. But that person is Janice Joplin, if you know what that is, like, no, Janice, yeah, I know Janice Joplin. Yep, yep, yep. That at 27, she's from Port Arthur, Texas. But um, some more trivia. Did you know that originally UGK had a third member? Nah, I did not know that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but like uh, back when they first. Now, who's the third member? Uh, I, I, for, I forget his name. No, 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 no. Oh. Not at all. But I think at some point you could still see him. And like the UGK videos and shit back in the day, um, I forgot his name. But as I probably said said on the show before, and I can't find it. I think it's on my other bookshelf. But um, there is a, a a biography of Pimp C written by Julia Beverly of uh, of Ozone Magazine fame, and this thing is a tome, bro. It's more pages than the Bible, <laughs> and and and. It is an exhaustive book on Pimp C. Yeah, but she talks about all that. Uh, um, I'm not thinking of the dude's name, but like, and I think even on a very first album, the, the third member is on there. Now, I say that there's a chance I might be misremembering that, but I'm I'm like 98% confident that that they had a third member uh, for a minute. I, I kind of want to say Corey, uh, uh, Corey Moe, because I I know that he was part of like the story. I want to say he might have been that third member at first. But um hmm. the underground kings were exactly that. Uh they started out in the early 90s in the rap scene. Um it, it took them a lot of years to bubble, but they were like like Jeezy said he was in the early 2000s, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Um because historically uh Jay Z said when he started like started bubbling, he said like the main thing he does is like listen like to UGK music. 
I think he said that when he was on um, a diary on a fucking MTV back in the day. And like at that point, nobody, nobody really knew who they were. And um, so like this is being a, a, like a summit. I'm not gonna give the whole biography, but like we're just basically like like we'll just have like a like have like a conversation like a, about UGK and and like everything that they did. The biggest thing that I okay, so when I had heard their music for a long time, man. And uh, just here and there, cause like they had like that song, um, take it off, take it off, bitch. And you're going down, down, mother, mother, and on, bitch. Yeah. They had like songs on like different soundtracks. Uh, yeah. They had um, a pocket full of stones was always a song that people talked about, uh, like back when we were kids and shit. But uh, they didn't really get big, of course, until like we'll start like with the big hit, what's the big pimp? And yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, who the fuck are these old dudes with Jay-Z? Because, like, Bun B has looked <laughs> a, a 45 his whole life. I know, right? And now he's 65 and still looks 45, so I guess that's good. But the first half of his life, it was weird. Yeah, that is wild. <laughs> he yeah, sounded like the hip-hop Morgan Freeman. Yeah, because he don't, he hasn't aged a bit. He still looked the same. Same, but he looked old then. <laughs> yeah, but then he looked old, you know what I'm saying? But, but now he looks young. <laughs> I'm just like that shit. Wow. And he, he, he like what? He like sixty. He gotta be at least sixty. Nah, I think he like fifty some. Okay, Google. How old is Bun B? Fifty years old. 50. Oh, I told you. I, I, I had a feeling. You want to hear the answer? No. So, uh, I, I guess he looked kind of bad for fifty still. If he was sixty, looking like that, he wouldn't look that bad. <laughs> but um, uh, and that song got big because uh, like it, it, as I think I said before, that song got so popular that it had Jim Carrey, who's always been a, uh, like a friend, a friend to the hood, had Jim Carrey on uh, like Jay Leno singing mm-hmm. the song, and for Jay Leno like, <laughs> what are you talking about, huh? What <laughs> me? <music>. What's that? <laughs> Look at me, I'm That's my Jay Leno impression. And that song, when I feel like a lot of people uh, started in the masses, started like like to really fuck with him. And then at that time, that's when um, I think that Bun B wanted to really kind of push off the heat of that and like like do like more mainstream shit. But like Pimp C was always against it because as, as I'm sure like as I'm sure like we spoke about like on the show before. I like mm-hmm. this in passing. Pimp C did not want to do that song at all. That's why he's on there for like half a verse, like four bars. But four bars that fucking stole the song. And um, uh, let me see what else. Um, and they were on the soundtrack of a Jet Li movie. Jet Li in that one chick. Uh, that was um. Can't think of that song. It, it was it was it was somewhat popular, but um, another big song at that time was "Sipping on Some Scissor." Sipping on some sip, sip, sipping on some scissor. Was Pimp C? <laughs> and, 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 and the cool thing about that is, which I found out in reading this book, Pimp C was the producer. He made most of the beats, if not all of them, like back in the day. So not only is he a much more gifted rapper than Bun B is, he was a he 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 was the guy behind the sound. 
That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. That's, that's what I thought too. I ain't know for certain though. Yep. He produced eighty percent uh like of this shit, man. And uh it's all great. Um uh, like another big hit from back in the day was um a pocket full of stones, uh protect and serve. Um and again, like this is kind of rambly, but also from the book I found out that their second or third album had like like a pop single on there. It was called uh Don Perignon. And then like the yeah. hook one is Don Perignon supposed to bubble. Let's just be like that sometime. Which was coded. Because people didn't know, and I found this out in reading this book, that Don Perignon and a bubbling was something that they called a concoction that they did because they were not talking about like the champagne. Um, I forget what else they called it, but essentially what they would do, which is insane. Uh, so kids don't try this at home. They would take their blunts and dip them in embalming fluid and then put them uh, like in a uh, freezer and then smoke them. Uh, like it's all getting fried. And yeah, yeah, bro. And bombing flu. Who the fuck thought of doing that? Yeah. How did they get the embalming fluid? Number one. Number two, why would they think the, the dip their blunts in it? Number three. And number four, why put it in the freezer? And why? My whole thing is why? Who the fuck <laughs> invented that shit? That's <laughs> what I'm saying, bro. Uh <laughs> and like the book speculates on like who they think invented it but in regardless of that both members of QGK partook in it and uh I think the Pimp C almost got almost got almost got like addicted to it and uh the book takes like all these tangents like telling his whole stories about how people it was essentially uh, like remember like maybe 10 15 years ago when people were doing like those bath salts that weren't really bath salts mm-hmm. it was like that bro like people were like People was getting fried off that Don Perignon. And I think they call it because like when you uh, smoked it, it kind of like sparked up like a sparkle and like it bubbled up a little bit. Some some weird, 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 weird shit. Anyway, people was going crazy off that shit. And this one dude who was affiliated with Pepsi, like in Bun, he fucking smoked that shit and went crazy. And like he uh, killed and like ate his family. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, bro. They'll turn the motherfuckers into cannibals. Is that a true story? Yes. Well, <laughs> according, according to the book, it is. Okay. Looks like they're doing cannibalism and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it got that fucking high. It turns you crazy. It fries your brain for real, bro. Yeah, but um, their first single off the second or third album, like when they tried to go a little bit less underground, more mainstream, was called Don Perignon. And then... Show, and then it broke down how the lyrics were about fry and not like the all like the champagne. So it was clever how they did it, but at the same time, it glorified something terrible, bro. <laughs> I mean, where did they get the embalming fluid from, bro? Who just had the embalming fluid laying around? Yeah, you ain't got no embalming fluid. He literally had to talk to a morgue and do that shit. <laughs> like, what fucking more attention in the stuff of bombing flu to get extra money? 
Yeah, for real. You gotta be crooked as fuck, you know, because the embalming fluid is, is for dead bodies. So why would you sell it to people who are alive to do drugs? <laughs> that, that might be the worst drug cocktail I've ever heard in my life, bro. That's worse than like fucking crystal meth, my <laughs> embalming fluid. Not nah, facts. But uh, yeah, like that was like a, a like a tidbit that I read off the book. Um, also, when Pimp C first started, he was pimping the beat, not pimping hoes. But after Pimp C went to jail, and we'll talk about him going to jail in a few moments, that's when he started him being an actual pimp persona, being cool with fucking Dime Magic Wine and all that shit. But when he first came out, he was like, no. And like he, he would go out of his way in interviews and say, no, I don't pimp women. That's disgusting. I'm a businessman and a family man. I pimp, the, I pimp these beats. But that's back when he was younger, too. And then like being like a young rapper at that time, you definitely wanted to, like, uh, especially in the early 90s, it was kind of it was kind of before gangster rap got really really big, um. So like, you kind of want to be like a positive role model, especially because like when UGK first came out, there were a teen rap group. Like, I think like Bun might have been eighteen and Pimp C was sixteen. It's like they were kind of like Bow Wow. Yeah. And and people don't know that because Pimp C also looked older than his age, but like people back then looked older than their age. Yeah, man, they were folks of vintage. <laughs> yes. came out the pussy looking 35 <laughs> um so and then Pimp C did go so Bun B got hot mainstream cause it was perfect timing cause Pimp C had went to jail so he had to think of something like so he could stay relevant and make money while Pimp C was in jail obviously and that's when all uh, he had draped up and dripped out no one I'm talking and that was right around the time when Texas got hot on mainstream culture with um with a fucking Swisher house and shit. But Pimp, now, do you know why Pimp C went to jail? Nah. It's not for nothing cool or anything exciting. It was like rape. The story or goes, hmm? It was like rape or something? Nah, no. Nah. I think they, well. Like it was on some Tupac shit? It was, though, it was, it was definitely like most of Tupac shit. Even well, he didn't do it, but. <laughs> not on Tupac rape shit, on just Tupac being crazy shit. Uh, if I remember correctly, and again, I read this book about 10 years ago, and like my memory's shit lately. Uh, but I feel like what happened was he was in the mall trying to buy some clothes, and this chick was like harassing him, like kept trying to get like his autograph or something like that, like go trying to fuck him. And I think he assaulted her, like not sexually, uh, like assaulted her, but like he, he hit her or he pushed her away or something like that. Or he didn't even push her away, but like she's told the cops that he did it. It was it was something fucked up for a man to to do to a woman, but at the same time, like it wasn't um super super serious. But the reason why he while he locked up for so long is because like he had a shitty ass lawyer, and he was also like on that bullshit. Like he could have uh, got out of jail, and I probably got like a fine or some shit like that. But like he he never showed up for court, and I, and I think when he did show up to court, he cussed a judge out. So the judge was like, fuck it, like you about to get like 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 this, the highest I can give you, which is like I think seven years, something like that. So it was definitely like on some bullshit. I think uh when he got out, people try to use what he went to jail against him, talking about like he uh he don't respect women. But if the story in the book is correct, it was it was way blown out of proportion. So like kind of like mm-hmm. on some fuck shit. Um 
And many people regard UGK as probably one of the best rap duos of all time. Uh, maybe seconded by um, 8-Ball and MJG. Mm, I, I will put... It's tough. I will kind of will put Outkast in that direction. Yeah, good point. Because some people think they put Outkast like number one just because of I almost I, I, I probably would say like the fame and stuff that came out of it. But UGK still they fame and shit still right there. So yeah, I think yeah. that most people say that the top three are Outkast, Eight Ball, MVG. And uh, UGK. That makes you yeah. switch up the rankings, but I think it's pretty much for people who know rap from our era, at least, that those are the top three duos. Because I, really, I can't think of uh, many more duos. Besides, I, uh, now this kind of proves the point, but well, all three groups have a similar dynamic of the pimp and the gangster. Yeah. Um, eight ball was a gangster. Well, Addison with, with them two, like that, both was both. I feel like, but uh, obviously, Pimpsy was a pimp, and uh, Bumby was gangster. With Outcast, Andre Three Thousand was a pimp, and a Big Boy was a gangster. Um, but there was a rap group called Dirty in the early two thousands. If you remember them. Yeah, that I do know. And like their album was called The Pimp and the Gangster based off the blueprint of UGK. And, and I think they a song was called uh, Hit the Flow, right? Here we mm-hmm. is, boy. Here we is, boy. They go to the top of the hit the flow, hit the flow. And that shit was cold, matter of fact. That shit was cold <laughs> as fuck. Here we is, boy. Um. <laughs> What else? Again, I'm just uh I'm just like reminiscing off all my UGK knowledge. Um <laughs> UGK specifically Pimp C is the reason why I will never ever forgive uh Master P. Oh hold on. <laughs> so what Master P do? Oh man, oh man, you heard the I story P- before, P- bro? I thought they was cool. Master P kind of pumped Pimpsey out, honestly, cause like, cause, uh, because like uh, when Pimpsey get out of jail, he would go out of his way to say like, say, hang out on problem with a Master P guy. I think, honestly, like might have been scared of P. All right, so <laughs> one Master P, um, he took a trip like to Texas, right? And he saw like that, like the Texas rap scene was blowing up, and he saw that that was because of, uh, because of uh, fucking UGK. And then he found mm-hmm. out, like I did, that Pimp C was doing the beats. So he hired Pimp C to do a bunch of beats for him. Uh, especially, remember, how could it be? Somebody, yeah, somebody took, took my, my boy, boy from me. From me. Uh. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> that was hot, like our seventh grade year. I really miss my home. Which Pimp C, a tangent. On, on this topic was like one of the first motherfuckers like who put the soul samples in there cause like that like that's from uh I think the old days right I really miss I you so. Deja even though you're gone away yeah, so he yeah, could, yeah. 
I think that's the OJ, but like if it's not the OJs, it's a 70 soul group. So Pimp C took that hook and and and, and like the melody and flipped it for like a song about uh uh like the homeboys who was uh, lost in the game. Which is clever as fuck, because he might be the first person who did that. That shit slapped too. It slapped like seventh grade year, everybody was I, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm I'm about to listen to it. Y'all listen to that shit later on today. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Pimp C Brush that shit was called. Like at the time, I know what Pimp C was. But Max B verse, terrible. Silk, I think Silk on that too, right? Yeah, yeah. Terrible. But Pimp C verse is cold as fuck to this day on there. Oh, uh, anyway. So uh, then like, uh, like you also made uh, how did shit go? This is for the man. How that shit went? Beamers in the Cadillacs? This is for the Beamers in the Cadillacs. Mm. This is for the players in the Cadillacs and something in the pimp in the bag or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Cold as fuck. So he gave the whole No Limit a whole bunch of cold singles that, that were different than their regular. Singles that weren't that good, honestly. Uh, 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 like a hindsight. So all of the good, good from No Limit shit was probably produced by Pimp C. Um, yeah, then, I didn't even know that. I yeah. didn't know that. You really put, you really throwing me on it. <laughs> <laughs> Pimp C did a lot of their good shit in that air, off the strength of uh, of love. You know what I'm saying? Because like he he respected uh P, but P. Okay, so what was Master P? Notorious for that Birdman copy. Uh, well, not 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 paying folks. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so well, so well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, but it was some first. And they like baby took it to a hole. Now by the <laughs> yeah, what I would say with P, he wasn't paying folks. Like he got to, he was paying folks, but it got to the point where it was just all about him. To the point that he stopped paying folks. I think his he his focus wasn't there. I'm just thinking about the documentary that they had on BET because they even said the guys on there saying this motherfucker up here playing basketball and this that and the third. We over here rapping, motherfuckers ain't getting paid. That's that's how it was in. He had bees by the pound. Bees by the pound was the same yep, thing. Yep, 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 that's yep. why I thought bees. Yeah. Because Beat by the Pound, they was, you know, cold. I think they even still cold. They still, I think they called something else, though. They ain't called yeah, Beat by yeah. the Pound. I think they called the Medicine Men, I think. I think something the Medicine like Men called Beat by the Pound. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Pimp, he never got paid. And I think he 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 may not have, have gotten credit either. Um, so, like, th- this back when Pimp, she was uh, smoking a lot, like, like, Hanging around thugs and shit, so so he kept getting mad and mad and mad, and then I, I think he um he confronted P about it. Then P was like, "Man, the word thing, I'm gonna pay you some shit like that, right?" So then, if I remember correctly, how it went after that was Pimp C thought it was gonna be good, and like thought like, he about to get his money. So then, like Pimp C, like he's sleeping in his crib. I think it was him, like and his girls, are like sleeping and shit, and like some motherfuckers break in. Piss mm. whooped the fuck out of his ass. It's like three niggas. And then <laughs> the story goes that at the end of it, Master P was one of the three niggas like took his mask off and like 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 they like so I think that Pimp C might have fucking confronted P in front of some other people. 
like kind of like embarrassed of the shit. You know what I'm saying? So the story goes, if I remember correctly, that yeah, like Pete took off his mask, said, "Yeah, nigga, I did this shit to you, bitch ass nigga," and then like, and then like he uh pimp for whatever reason never uh retaliated because I think the pimp he wasn't really about that life. Honestly, so, like I think he was scared for his life and shit. Cause, like nigga, like a broke in his house. I think he had like I said, like all I had a girl in bed with him and it pissed him the fuck out of his ass. Like I said, like uh it was so bad. He go out in public for like three months to heal and shit, and also like because he was embarrassed. And then a little bit after that, that's when like he went to jail. <laughs> that's crazy. And P has never admitted to it, but like, why would he? Of course. But yeah, it, it, uh, everyone pretty much knows that P did that shit, uh, a masterpiece. So then, like, when he get out of jail, because uh, back in the day, I would watch every Pimp C video clip. That I could find, because I always say, like, I always say the Pimp C is my spirit animal. Um, but he will go out of his way to say good things about P. And the only thing I can think of is either P talked to him like, uh, uh, uh like when he was in jail, like gave him money and, and squashed the beef, or he was actually like afraid of P, or he felt that he was wrong for how he came at P, although P owed him money, but P. Legend go ain't paying a dime for all them beats he made of all of the standout songs that fucking they had to this day. Pimp C did the Boko. Damn. Yep. So, and I will never forget Master P to this day for doing that. And then um, I think uh, another part of it was uh. Pimp C's mama is very, uh, she was very uh, outspoken. And um, one time I think that Pimp C was on the phone with P in the car phone. And like Pimp C mama up, I was in the car and she know like that P could hear. Her, and she's like, like, who's that? I'm like, who's that? Uh, like, boo boo boy. He's like, uh, like you're running on the toilet. And P got mad about that too. Because she called him um that boo boo boy. Oh, but yeah, no. <laughs> that's like you cretting on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's why I would never up and give Percy. Um, what else? So a lot of the UGK story is about Pimp C, mainly because he was the bolsterous one of the two. Uh, Bun B was pretty laid back. Um, and like Bun B was always, always trying to keep the peace, and Pimp C was always, if they go low, we take it to the flow. <laughs> he ain't taking the, uh, 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 the hot road. So uh, when Pimp C get out now, Bun B publicly was always saying free Pimp C, and the free Pimp C movement was big, if you recall. Yeah. But according to the book, and according to, I think Bun B said this too, Bun B never came to visit Pimp C in jail the whole like four or five years he was in. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yup. That's and fucked up. It's fucked up, yeah. That's like, but, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, nah, that, but just on Bun B, uh, in his defense, 
some people can't see they folks cage like that, man. Like it's hard for them to see like they friend, they close friend to be like trapped in a cage and can't get out. Like they can't see that shit. They could do the phone calls and all that shit. Did they did they call did they call each other? I can't least? recall that part. I don't know if he called him. But yeah. I know for a fact he never visited him. Like maybe he called. I think, and again, take take this with a grain of salt because it's been a while, so I can't recall this exact detail. I feel like he called him initially, but then like the phone call stopped too. But they did write each other. But more so, Pimpsey writing him than Bumby writing him. Well, Pimpsey got time. Was like I say that was. <laughs> That's a good point too. But but like for the first couple of years, Bun was doing shit. They look like Bun. They had no beats. But until like Bun became like a an elder statesman when Slim Thug came out, like that's where I get like the fucking good shit from. From like all of the beat makers and shit, but Wait, what what year was George, this? Uh, when ninety seven? Uh, when uh, Pimpsey went in or yeah, I don't, no, 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 it's like two thousand two oh, or okay. something like that. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Because like, uh, like he got out in like two thousand seven. That's right. Oh, um, yeah. but okay, but to your point, granted, it can be hard seeing like your people like that. But it's the same thing on if a family member is in the hospital, you gotta go see. Him. Yeah. Despite how you feel about it, you gotta go see. Him. I ain't I mean, seen every day. I mean, that could be his Carlton moment, man. When when, when uh, <laughs> when Uncle Phil with the hospital had the heart attack. <laughs> True. But uh. But he eventually wins, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he he did eventually go. Um, but while Pimpsey was in jail, he had a lot of time to write, come up with beat ideas, come up with flows, and all and, and all this other shit. So like when he finally got out, and then Bun B did his job on the outside, that made the 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 Pimpsey brand hot. You got to make everybody saying free pimp C on fucking interviews, on songs that wasn't even Bun B song, everybody for down south, people up, people uh, people like fucking New York was saying, uh, the free pimp C movement and the free yayo was the two biggest free movements I've ever seen in uh, <laughs> rap music. Everybody saying fucking free pimp C. I might have had a free pimp C shirt. <laughs> but, um, then like when a pimp C got out of jail, UGK, UGK, ah, UGK came out with a double disc album that was probably the hottest. It, it's a best album. And like he came out of jail hard. Well, that, that, that sounded weird. He, the Pimpsey who came out of jail came out ready. He was hungry at that point. Yeah. And like, that's when he came out like with like his um Pepulation album when he had the song, Cause I'm Free! What's well, a great sample. Bow, 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 cause I'm free. And then, yeah, um, fire. And then he had like the other song when he's talking about like all the beef that was going on. And like, and like I can hear it beating my head, but I can't hear the song. Um, how did that shit go? I like it's gonna kill me if I remember. Cause like talking about uh, some thug and zero. He's talking about uh, fucking Paul Wall and a chameleonaire. I think it might have been the song like where he, like you said, take that monkey shit off you embarrassing us. 
Now that was on uh Sipping on Scissor. You're right. Way back in the day. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Damn, wait, hold up, but like I got my phone in front of me, play play. Too many classics, man. Too too yeah. many classics. See if I can pull up the internet real quick and it don't okay. All right, I'll let me recording because like I gotta find out what the song is because the beat is in my head, bro. <laughs> It was a it was a cold ass track, bro. Um, Pimp C hit singles. This Pimp C. Cause Pimp C ain't had that many hit singles, honestly. Like that was like mainstream hits, at least. So like it should come up pretty quick here. It's a free. The free was a. Knocking doors down. Knocking doors oh, down. Oh. Bring them, bring them down. Bring them, bring them. Yep. Cold. Cold as fuck. And like, this is also when like, it came out, like, I think it's when it came out, came out with like a Tony Snow, a moniker. I mean, like, no. Bum B was Tony Snow. He was, um. No, no. He was Tony Snow. Bum B was Big Dick Cheney. <laughs> um yeah so then they came out with like their new album the first album together since Pimpsy since Pimpsy got out of jail and like they had a bunch of cold cold ass songs on it bro it, 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 it pretty much like a, a fucking greatest hits on one album you know what I'm saying and um the first song was I got Bobby by the pound written by, by the key, the key. He's a screw by the gallon bitch the game belong to me, me. Yeah, that shit go hard. That shit go hard as fuck. And and Pimp C was Pimp C predicted the future, bro. You know why? On that song, he said. And then I may have said this before, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I said it like on the air. He said, "Pippin ain't dead. It just moved to the well." Tristan got to like, 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 like how they got to get on pussy, ain't got to get on tricks of heads. It's cameras and screens. Easiest money you can make is the American dream. That's only fans, nigga. Damn. <laughs> That's only fans. He predicted the future. That was 2007, nigga. Yeah. Him and they daddy just moved to the well. Yeah, that's crazy. Let that marinate for a minute, bro. He predicted <laughs> that's, he that's was right. Because you don't see like whole bunch of hoes out here like on fucking street corners no more. Because it's so much safer and more convenient doing this shit on the web. Mm-hmm. Just cameras and screens. Easiest money you can make is the American dream. Yeah, that's what that's wild. I ain't never <laughs> think about that. That's it. Yeah, bro. Like it's a hot line too. Pippin ain't dead, it just moved to the well. I think also uh, like on that album, and of course, like in a second we'll talk about the hit single, but like also like on the album, I think they had um because on a song with, I think, Three Six Mafia, Pimp C said, um, I got a fine young style and she's 30 years old. When she pop it, put in the back, I see that hairy asshole. <laughs> well, like, they turned that to, like, a whole song when I believe it. And, like, he just changed up the girl. Like, I, I got a fine white style. I got a fine black yellow style. And she's 30 years And the song was called Hairy Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, um, 
And then it had the hit single. Now, did you know, and of course the hit single that, that I'm referring to is uh, International Players Anthem. One of the best songs of all time. Top 50 songs of all time of any genre of music. Oh, yeah. Now, did you know that that, that, that uh, beat was actually used before? No, I didn't know that. And uh, that beat is, is a DJ Paul beat, and that's, and I believe... That yeah, yeah, that I do know, yeah. That that was actually on a 36 Mafia album before. So in some ways, it's kind of a cover. I choose you, baby. But MC flipped it. But like, the, the I choose you part was on there. And, uh, and, it, and like, it's essentially like, I'm not sure if I sent you that video of, um, of Kanye West sent, I think, Stronger to Timbaland as a finished song to get a fucking Timbaland little sauce on it. Then, uh, like, Timbaland put on that ding, 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 ding on it. And, like, that's kind of how, like, this whole shit transpired, too, to where uh, yeah, this I was an actual... I seen that. This was an actual song that I'm pretty sure was on, like, a 3-6 Mafia album, but Pimpsy liked it so much, he, he, he asked if he could borrow the beat. And then he's like, all right, cool. But then he's like, you know what? I'm going to borrow the beat, flip it, but, like, I want y'all to come on it, too. So, so like, it, it's kind of a cover, it's kind of a remix, and like, kind of like a part two. But in any event, that song came out, and that song changed the world, bro. People who people who don't know who fucking up on UGK or fucking 36 Mafia is, like, I fucking know that song. Wait, no, yeah, wait, yeah, wait. It, it, see, I'm fucking up. Because the song was in Outkast. Because I think there's another version of that, of that song with Thrixis Mafia on it. But the famous version is UTK is. and Outkast. It is. Uh, I think it's on, it's on that album, too. I think it's like a bonus track. I think. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yep. That's it. Yes. And it's, yeah, because it starts off because it says... It starts off with three six, this, that, and the third. South in your mouth, and Outcast is off. Like Andre and him was off. Yep. But the hit is the one with Outcast because yep. they was a uh, yeah. That shit don't even sound right to me when you hear the one with three six. It don't even sound right. It don't. It don't. It's <laughs> vastly inferior. That, that, that I was like, damn. That's that's how cold Outcast is. <laughs> and. I think it was even Andre 3000 idea to like not have the beat drop for like fucking 20 bars. <laughs> Cause that was a brilliant idea. And then that fucking verse by um, Andre 3000 is still being dissected to this day. <laughs> Cause like the part about the verse is like, oh, I see what he's saying now. Cause it, because he was like, I got the back like chiropractic. Oh, a chiropractor. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, spaceships don't come equipped with regular mirrors, they dip because they don't get they gotta dip around and turn around. Like it all makes sense. The tracks, the math maths. <laughs> um and it and it took me years to understand how good fucking big boy verse is on there. Oh, for real? Yeah, cause cause as a kid, well like yeah. not yeah. a kid, but like back in the day when it came out, I like Andre verse. And I like Pimp C verse. Okay. But Big Boy verse, verse was too fond of. 
and then Bum B verse, I like, yeah, it's just there. And like, and, and Bum B has like the worst verse in that song by far. <laughs> you better down with the get, get down with the team, better bitch you've ever seen. Might be my street stalker. What the, what the, what the fuck you talking about, bud? Shut your ass up, bro. <laughs> but the other, the other three verses are, are some three of the best verses of all time. That's Pepsi said. Top notch hoes get the most, not the lesser. Drive a compressor, money on the dresser. Master the gray one bought me a red. Every time we hit the parking lot, we turn heads. <laughs> and sidebar, when he said I smashed the gray one, got me a red. That really happened too, cause like when he first got out of jail, um, what's his name? Drake's Siamese daddy do uh do like a talk real slow, like y'all are all like y'all are talking about is business. This is my fucking name, Jay Prince. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pimp C first got, you got you out of jail. You right about yeah. that one, shit. I told him that I'm all about my business, and I made me a deal. <laughs> you make a deal with me, you gotta honor that deal. It's just that simple. I know. <laughs> about my business, I told baby. I said, baby, I think you need to let him out this deal. He said he ain't gonna do it. I said, well, it's in your best interest. Told him about that deal. And then, like, he found the paperwork and, like, he got about that deal. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, when Pimpsey first got out of jail, because they never signed to rap a lot, but, like, they always been cool with him. And I forget why, I think why, uh, like, they didn't sign. But, and, and Jay Prince has helped him out numerous times. And, like, they're both very loyal to a Jay Prince. But, like, when he first got out of jail, Jay Prince bought him um, a gray. Some fancy car, like a Benz or something like that. Yeah. And then, like, the first time he drove it, uh, like, he crashed it. So Damn. then, yeah. <laughs> so then, like, uh, like, Jay Prince bought him a red one. Like, like, like right afterwards. So that's where he got, like, a smash up the gray one. Got me your red. Every time we hit the parking lot, we turn heads. Look at Pepsi Flow. Like like it like a slur all like on this flow. Heads, reds, reds. It's just fucking cold, bro. It's like it's immaculate. Um Yeah, so uh, like that song came out and changed the world. I think it won like the BET award and like the first BET awards, like for the either song and or video of the year, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. I can't and, like, remember. The first BET awards uh, or or like the first or second one, like Back in BT Wars was actually good. Yeah, I know. I ain't watched BT Wars probably six years because it's so no, probably ten years at this point because it's just trash. The BT Wars, the BT Hip Hop Awards, Hip Hop Awards trash too. Yep. They were trying to bring it back. They put the like the females and shit on there, but it still was whack, man. It was just like the the only way. Quick sidebar. The only way to make shit click, y'all gotta have. The new with the old. Yep. And then once you had the new, the old, middle, then it it it'll gel. If you just got the new up there and you ain't got the old, it will never gel. It won't it won't work. And it, hell, if you just had the old up there, it still it probably would gel. Yep. I just don't I don't understand why they just don't 
like they don't do that. They don't follow that direction, or they can't get them. I think because my to my understanding, I just think that they just the old folks don't want to go up there because he's like these motherfuckers whack. <laughs> That's a, mm-hmm. and I don't want to embarrass these dudes, <laughs> so they don't show up. But that and also puts money into it. That too, <laughs> and get a good host. Yeah. But yeah, um, it won all them awards. It did good. The, the album did good, and for UGK it was like a household name for the first time in a, ever. And then, um, unfortunately, and uh, Pimp C passed away, and like his death has been is also very mysterious. Um, people say that he was murdered. Other people say like it was a, uh, it, it was, it was because of a. Uh, like sleep apnea or something like that. Yeah, they, they say he died from lean, right? Lean was also part of it too. All right, so like the, the official report from the book was uh, it was a combination of him drinking too much lean and that lean will put you kind of uh, like in a coma. <laughs> and the bad part about, well, one of the bad things about that is because he had gained a lot of weight when like get out of jail, like he eating fucking lobster and scrimp every day, like he always said on the song and shit. So he had gained a lot of weight and he had sleep apnea. So they said with him drinking all that lean and being like, and uh, he'll go into a deep sleep, and then like the sleep apnea would kick in at the same time. So like <laughs> uh, like he could, so like he was not breathing, and then like he's just fucking like went into a coma uh, uh, uh because of that. But then they said that uh. Or when they found his body, it was a whole bunch of blood. It was like like it was an unnatural or like amount of blood. But then at the same time, how would the people who found him know how much blood should be there? I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why people say that like maybe like he got set up and and like he got murdered. But yeah, but said it was an abnormal or like amount of blood, uh, like when he was found. I do recall that when he first died, the first thing that everybody said, like on BET News and on like MTV News, like he died from, like he died of lean overdose. But but that was half of it. It was lean and like his sleep. Basically, apnea. he had a whole bunch of shit. Yep. yep. But sleep apnea was like sleep apnea, like he wasn't sleeping or. So sleep apnea. Or he wasn't breathing. Yeah. Because so, I got I got I got a mild case of sleep apnea. That's the only reason why I asked this. Okay. I know I'm telling I'm telling you no. my medical history on no, no, here. No, but. You good. I mean, <laughs> I probably got it too, bro. Like the only reason why I don't know for sure because there's nobody here to hear me snoring. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I took yeah. sleep alone. But uh I have I've had women say like that I snore an ungodly uh amount and like I, I, I like how loud it is. And then I I had like one girl said like it sounded like I stopped breathing. But sleep apnea is essentially when you stop breathing in your sleep. For a couple mm-hmm. of seconds, or it could be for longer periods of time. So if you if you do it for a longer period of time, that's when it becomes dangerous. So that's why they got like the um, sleep apnea machines and shit. Are you on a machine? Yeah, it's right in back of me right now. <laughs> yeah, I know I don't snore with it because if I snore with it, the one time when I actually did open my mouth, mm-hmm. I woke up. Like you will wake up because it's it's air pushing. It's almost kind of like it reminds me of a, like a, a toilet, like the suction when you hit the flush and then it goes down, goes as soon as the water go out. 
the lid go down, go poop. So mm-hmm. it's similar with the uh, the machine. Basically, it's pushing air d- up your nose and down your esophagus. And the air that's pushing down is making your jaw lift up. It's wild because if you open your mouth, it'll sound mm-hmm. like Darth Vader. It'd be like, because <laughs> okay. all the air be pushing out. You see what I'm saying? And that woke you up, you're saying? Yep. And that way he was like, he was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, like, um, Lawrence told me, uh, like, a like maybe like two or three years ago, like, uh, like, uh, like back when mom was sick and like we had to take it like to like her, her, her dialysis in the mornings. So I would sleep over, like, she lived with Lawrence at the time, like for a while, and like, like then like with my grandpa and shit. But like when, when uh, like it was my day to take her in the morning, I would just sleep over there. So I would sleep in like living room, and, and then like Lawrence's room was like right to the right of that. He said like that he could hear me uh, snore too, but he said it was typically only when I first go to sleep, like that first five minutes, I'm snoring hard, like then like it's normal. Hmm. And then. I feel like I do it a lot, like when the seasons change from like summer to uh, fall. But I, I probably do got it too. But because I like, mean, you aren't super heavy. That's why like yours ain't bad, you know. It's like like your like yours like probably at this point isn't like life threatening because you know what I'm saying because like you aren't heavy. Like if you're over super overweight, like like that's when it becomes an issue. And uh, that's why it's people who sleep on their sides versus like on their back typically is because of some type of sleep apnea type. Because if you sleep on your side, it makes it easier for you to breathe. Something yeah. like that, like I read. Um, I do like sleeping on my side, though. I ain't yeah. gonna lie to you. It's, it's hard to do it with the machine and all that because cord and shit be all in the way. And yep. I like, fuck, man. And I just do, basically, I just do my time so the insurance <laughs> can pay for it. And then I cut that motherfucker smooth off. Because they say oh. you got to at least do, you got to do it four hours. Four hours every time. But how my mom told me was, uh, it's a uh, for that's for insurance to pay for it. But what mm-hmm. my mom told me was, you have to uh, they do an average. Of oh yeah, that makes sense. The time. So once you do it for a whole month, they just average it out like four point whatever hours or five or whatever. Yeah. I know right now I'm probably sitting at four and some change, which is fine because. I think I only slept for like five hours with the damn thing on maybe like three or four times. It ain't mm-hmm. that many. That shit is tough, man. That shit is just uncomfortable if you ain't used to it. Yeah, so and like, don't they got like a new one out like that's way smaller? They got something like almost like a patch or some shit now. But yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, that motherfucker yeah. Work. I don't even know how that shit roll because you got to have something to actually go in your mouth. Not go in your mouth, pause. But fucking <laughs> push the air to you know to close your mouth up and all that other shit. So I, I don't know how that shit work, but yeah, man. They, but that shit literally track your ass like a. It's crazy how it tracks you though. It literally links to your phone, and that's mm. how it tracks you. The app, it, it the, you get yo you already got uh, internet Wi-Fi on your phone. So what happens is the app links to the actual machine, and the okay. machine just feeds. To the app and the app send it off to whatever insurance doctors, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because my mom, she told me straight up, she was like, she said, shit, I ain't use that damn thing. And almost like over a month, I was like, damn. 
I was like, they don't call you up or nothing? She was like, nah. Um, it's basically once you use it so much that she said the hours I've put in on it gonna account for because you guys she got leftover hours on there, so it's gonna account for her putting it on and everything. That's why she ain't even ain't nobody really talking. Like she ain't, ain't nobody reaching out there like, hey, you're not putting your mask on. Mm-hmm. That show will call your ass. I know that. Mm-hmm. That I did here. Then you gotta and, um, make up an excuse like, oh yeah, I was driving or some shit, or I had to work late. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because uh, what sleep apnea is? So like, this is gonna be all like a medical uh, second. Yep. Um. So what it can do too, because um, what sleep apnea is in its various forms, it means like essentially like, you stop breathing as you're sleeping and like that could uh be for snoring could be involved for like it may not be involved but anyway it goes like your body stops breathing and if that happens for too long or like too long as in terms of time frame like six months a year whatever like that that could damage your heart mm-hmm. so like, that's why it's important even though like you are overweight like you probably don't snore like snore with it it's uh, like important for, like get it un- under control because over time that could damage your heart and um so they said that with Pimp C, because he was overweight, when people are overweight, it's hard for them to breathe in general. Then when you're laying down, that's that makes it tougher, too. So because he was on that lean, he was knocked out, knocked out, knocked out. And then, like, he had to seek apnea. So, like, he stopped breathing for a long period of time and it's just causing, like, like his heart to stop. But that's the real story of, of how Pimp C died. But on top of that, there are like the conspiracy theories that like he was murdered. But with how big Pimp C was towards the end, and then it'd be documented that he did have like the sleep apnea, and then like he didn't use his uh all like his machine, the the math maps on that. Yeah. And, and really, again, like with a medical segment, anybody who snores has sleep apnea. So snoring is like, even though it could be annoying to your partner, snoring is, snoring is actually a serious, a serious medical issue. Because snoring is sleep apnea. No, nah, yeah, you're right on that one. And um, they say that you can um get a surgery that will take out that 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 thing on like this on on um this one back of your throat. That little, uh, uh, like, out of top of looking thing, like they hang down. Yeah, UV, uh, UV. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, to say if you get that taken out, that also helps. Like, that's not anything like. The, I think we only need that because, like, it's kind of like a filter for, uh, yeah. like, mucus and shit like that. Like, but if your sleep apnea is super bad, if you get that taken out, that can help. So that might be something like to consider like in the future if yours get bad, but yeah, but like Nah, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> I probably would if it's that or, or like the mask. Cause like people don't even notice that thing. Like uh, unless you say I, you know what I'm saying? So Nah, because the thing is if you touch that thing, that's what make you throw up. Good point. If you yeah, so I'm I'm good on that shit. Like, and like that I ain't that trying to be no I ain't trying to be no gay porn star nothing pause. <laughs> <laughs> And that also would probably make it to where like it is easy it's easier for you to choke on food too. If that thing ain't mm-hmm. there. I don't I don't know. Like I don't I know. know doctor. But yeah, um so after Pimp C died, they did actually put out I want to say two or three more 
UTK albums because when they were recording that they uh, for comeback albums, they recorded a bunch of tracks. Because even like the at least one more album that came out pot, posthumously. Um, that shit was still fucking cold as fuck. <laughs> um, so the last segment that I like will do like on on a UGK. Although this is pretty much a Pimp C episode because I like Pimp like Pimp C like it, it is one of my favorite people on, on in the world. Pimp C came out talking about let's squash all this beef. When but when he came out, he was beefing with everybody. <laughs> he was beefing with uh, people from up north who uh, fucking hate like the back in the nineties. He was like, I don't do rap music. I do country, like, like I don't do gangster rap. I do country rap tunes because people up north said like the uh, down south music ain't rap, ain't rap anyways. So he was like, if y'all don't fuck with us, I don't fuck with y'all then. I don't mm-hmm. do no gangster music no more. I do country rap tunes. In my opinion, my favorite subgenre of rap is country rap tunes. I hate country music, but I love the fuck out of some country rap tunes. Country rap tunes. Um. Then, then like he beef with uh, fucking Jay Z a little bit because like he, and then he beef with anybody that Tupac hated. He hated because like he loved Tupac. Also, he would have visions of Tupac, and like he would talk to visions of Tupac, like publicly. Like he'll be like in this car talking to Tupac, and like a girl, but like, who is you talking to? Like 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 all right, baby, I'm talking to Pac. It could have been because like, he was getting fried back in the early 90s and the fuck just brightened up. Yeah, for real. But um, he also had a, a, a beef with a, a fucking Jeezy, which you probably remember uh, some of that, over a dumbass reason. Oh, yeah, I know. Stupid as hell. Over the Coke prices. He's like, ain't no way that uh, a fucking Jeezy getting Coke with them prices. He got to be lying. It, like, lying in your rap, I don't fuck with <laughs> And Jesus was definitely lying about like his coke prices. I don't think that Jesus was even a thug. No, nah, I no, I I think Jesus was a thug before I, or I, after rap. Before I did before rap. Okay. Before rap, uh, before rap and during at the beginning. During, and, I'll give him because like he killed up a Gucci man boy. And he had to peel back, but. He got stories like he was in this one interview with uh what was his name Maverick Carter, which is Brian James' homeboy, and he was oh, yeah. I was just I was just listening to it like right before we, uh, we got on the podcast, and he was explaining how he got basically he got robbed from his own like cousin or some shit, and when he got robbed from his cousin, it was literally like he had a bag of money, he was trying to re up, and he gave him the money. And then they gave him like a laundry bag full of full of coke, whatever. He said it was wrapped up in everything. A laundry bag full of coke. That's all made up, bro. Nah, nah. It was like he, he said it was in the laundry bag, and it was wrapped up in everything. Like it was, you know, what I'm saying like literally, like the bricks and shit was wrapped up, like looking like bricks. So he was just like, all right, cool, boom, 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 grabbed it, took it, and then when he got to where he was at, they started cutting and shit, doing their thing. Come to find out, it was uh, what was it? He said drywall. I was like, <laughs> I said, damn. And he said, and he said from that experience. Granted, he was young then. He said from that experience, 
literally made him into, he said he turned into a thug then. He said, I was hustling before, but he said that shit right there turned me into a thug because at the point, I was like, I can't even trust my own blood, my own flesh and blood. And it was just kind of like, damn. And then he had another instance where he kept some money. I heard about this one. He kept the money over his sister's house. He was drug dealing and shit. His sister was married. So what ended up happening was he kept his sister's house like in the attic or whatever. This, that, and the third. He uh he ended up like losing some money or some shit. Like basically he had to re-up and he didn't have enough money or whatever. But he had backup money at his sister house in the attic. So when he went to the attic where to get the money, the majority of the money was gone. And he was just like, what the fuck? Call his sister up, like, yo, you know my money, da 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 da. She was like, she already knew who it was. It was her husband. So he said, I'm going to leave it up to you. She know, he didn't say that. She said, she told him, she said, I already know who got your money. And I already know what I'm about to do. And she, and she said, who, who it was is that third. And he said, she was an OG because I was about to handle it a different way. That's what he said. <laughs> to get my money. But what she ended up doing was she ended up divorcing his ass off the rip. Literally because he took the money from me. She's like, I was like, damn. Like, he was like, that was some, like, real OG shit. And I had to give her kudos to that because it could have happened a different direction. Like, oh, boy, it would have been in the body bag or some shit like that, like, real talk. <laughs> so, but how does her divorcing him stop Jesus from killing him? Because of the fact that she felt as though that's basically was sparing him. You see what I'm saying? It was kind of No, like, I don't. How does I spare him? Because of the fact that the matter is, if she would have stuck with him, be like, oh, let me talk to him. Let me talk. She look at it like marriage is sacred and all that, that good stuff. Y'all got to bind. But if you're stealing from my brother, you know what I'm saying? He could fuck around and just kill your ass and we still be together. Then I have an ex-husband. Right? Well, I'll be a widow. Widow. Instead of having an ex-husband. You see what I'm saying? But... <laughs> How is that gonna get Jeezy his money though? Like that 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 proves that his sister wasn't in on the shit. Although, why did his sister wait until Jeezy asked where the money was to say that like her husband took it? That's my thing. No, no, no. He found out like the money was gone when he went up to the attic. It was like, damn, like, yo, where this money at? I'm like, I, I, I'm less on money. Like, I ain't got that much money. And she was just like, What? That's when she knew. The only people that stayed there was got you, let's her. guess at that point. You see what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So then that's when he was like, oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, and put two and two together. And she was like, look, let me handle it. I look, if, if I'm going to do this, leave him alone type shit. All right, cool. Gotcha. And that's what ended up happening. He was like, she ended up divorcing his ass. And he was like, all right, fuck you. Because I, I know he, because he was going to have words with him, but it was going to be on some whole, yeah, I'm about to kill you type shit. And I was like, damn. I'm just hey. saying, if she... Divorce a nigga that gives Jeezy more of incentives to kill him because now, like, they ain't uh, like your brother in law, but like, he's some nigga I know, but she bargained with him, you know what I'm saying? It was, yeah, I guess it was one of them things, man. I when he said it, I was just like, Well, shit. but nah, he, yeah, that's the shit he was in. That boy, he was in the streets, but what? I will tell you this I don't like the new Jeezy, I don't like because this music, I ain't heard the album now. I know this is a hell of a sidebar. It just came out today, I mean, Friday, didn't it? yesterday, yeah, but. Oh. 
I nigga, if you ain't on no, he could be on some Jay Z shit, but he gotta have a different way to deliver it. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yeah, cause the way he do it, it sound like I really for you be talking about getting the bag, doing dope, just getting drugs and shit. But you ain't about that life no more. You've been far from that life almost like twenty years. Right. So it's kind of like you tell me some shit, some knowledge you're trying to spit, or I know you're probably gonna talk about his divorce and shit in there. That's the only real, real reason why I want to hear about it, cause I know he's gonna talk about the divorce and all that shit with old girl. He was a bad little Asian though. I know. I was Especially shocked that they got the boys. After she got with oh. him, like, uh, like, like her whole swag kind of trained. Like, God damn, she bad. Yeah, that's why I was, I was shocked that they did get the boys. But it had to be something uh, mentally to the point where he said, "Yo, I, I can't deal with this shit." Especially how he did it. But from what I heard, she is crazy. Like being in the house yelling for no reason type shit. I heard that shit too. And Jeezy seemed like more like and he. And she said, he had she, like I heard that from herself though. I heard that yep, from her. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. She said like, "We don't know." I get mad. I get mad. Like Jesus seemed like he like me. I ain't put on like, well, like well, with no fucking yelling, doing all that screaming, like trying to control me. And I feel like that's what, like that's what did it. Shit, sound like me. And like Jesus sound like <laughs> me too, because apparently <laughs> he told like, oh, he, like, no, I'm talking about sound like my situation. <laughs> oh right, 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 right. I ain't gonna bring that up. <laughs> but a uh, fucking Jeezy. The story go and like this is the only time that I, I've ever liked Jeezy. He did like I would do, do it. There was like a fight where they say, "Hey, this is over." She showed up to the house one day, and, and he was gone and got served. Apparently, that's a G shit mm. to me. I, I I ain't gonna have an argument with you. I'm just gonna be gone, bitch. Not I see really. how it is, and all right, I get it. But guess what? I ain't putting up with this shit, so I'm out this bitch. So I feel like yeah, like, and then like her. Her ex-husband was like, Jeezy don't know what he's getting into. Like, or like back when they got together. So, yeah, so I think it was definitely 100% her fault. Also, uh, like, she moved her mama in without uh, fucking asking, but something like that, like like some crazy shit like that. Like, and, and all of, and like a mama the same way. But like, it'd it be some women who just like really a fucking overbearing. Like, well, there's some people who who can be overbearing. Like, they overbearing, stuck in their ways, and act like yep. they can't get out of it. But then it's it, when when they gotta face the music, and then after that, after a while, they look back at it and be like, "Damn, I could have had that." Yep, because I because because I do feel like although I don't like Jeezy at all, I do feel like he was at the point in his life to where he was ready to be. On his grown man shit, like he he played Keisha Cole out dirty, but he that's back when he was young. I feel like he was mm-hmm. really on his shit, like trying to be a better person. And I feel like that that marriage, from what I've heard, was a hundred percent her fault. That that shit went sideways. And then I feel like she's the type of woman who probably thrives in chaos because Jesus seemed like you real laid back. Yeah. And then she'll get turned up. He's just saying, Kyle, that made her turn up. Five times more. <laughs> and then like, he just got tired of this shit. Like, kid or no kid, bitch, I'm out this motherfucker. And, and I respect it. Because, yeah, because uh, she had an interview and, like, how she was talking about it, like, yeah, it was definitely her fault. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm taking it day by day and I'm just in this new space. Uh, and, like, you're telling her eyes that she knew that she fucked up. Nah, because she, yeah, you can't, you can't be the same, man. Like, 
Like, you can't have that control and this and that Ryan shit. That shit don't work, yo. Nope. Especially if the nigga got options or he had to be by himself. Because Jesus like the type of nigga like me. He ain't gotta have a bitch. <laughs> he was like he'll be perfectly happy in historic in the stoic life, just fucking holes on the side every now and again. But in terms of having to have a uh he don't seem like he the type of nigga who gonna put up with a bitch shit at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can see like her little ass fucking uh, fuck yelling about everything. Jeezy, I told you the toilet paper goes the other way. Like, bitch, if you that fucking turn to find a toilet paper, take it out and put it back on the way you want it. It don't matter to me. Jeezy, I told you to take your socks off the bed. <laughs> I see that type yelling about everything turned up forever. And like, and, and like he just got tired of this shit. But anyway, that was like a, a long tangent. Long tangent. So like, <laughs> yeah. Pepsi got into it with, uh, like with Jeezy because of that. And like, they, the beef almost got real, but uh, fucking Bumby stepped in. And like, Jeezy, he was confused as to why uh, Pepsi took it to that level. Oh, but also, this is a fact. Also from the book. So when Pimpsey was in jail, Jeezy get out on a song with Bun B, and and uh, like he in charge uh, like for the uh, verse. When Pimpsey got all uh, when Pimpsey get out of jail, and, like he put together like his album, he he asked a uh, fucking Jeezy be on uh, like a uh, uh, like a song with him. And before Jeezy even did the song, apparently he sent him uh, like an invoice. For like nine thousand, like something crazy too. It was a high. It was high, high, high. And then Pimp, she was like, "Damn, nigga, <laughs> like you get like that bus off for free, like charge me before you even do the fucking song." The full price too. It was some crazy. It was like a lot of money, a lot of money. So like, damn. That put like a bad taste in his mouth. Like, like nigga, I'm gonna be the OG with Bun. And, and I get it, like I have more time to buy, but like you talking about free pimp C, I need your help because I'm putting my shit out now. Like you, like like you like the, like the fuck new hot nigga in the street. I'm the OG. Like I ain't saying like you gotta charge me the nothing, but like nigga, cut me a deal, nigga. I'm out of jail. I ain't got no money. Like yeah, so like that pissed him off. <laughs> uh, and, and and like that beef almost got uh, real, but like Bun stopped it because Bun was always like the peacemaker. And then. Uh, I think that yeah, Pepsi got to it with a whole Atlanta, cause he said that Atlanta ain't down south. Yeah, I remember that. And his logic was sound though. Like he came with a really good logic. Cause granted, Atlanta is at the bottom of the map, but he said if you is in New York and you fly to Atlanta, is your <laughs> clock gonna change? It's <laughs> like no. So how the fuck you down south? If, if you're the same time zone, like that, that's actually like a good point too. <laughs> <laughs> like, but if you fly from New York to Texas, it is that time zone gonna change? Like, yeah, it would. Okay then, <laughs> which is a good point. <laughs> so both had both sides had valid points because Atlanta definitely on the bottom of the map. No, for and, real. And a, and. A, I can't remember like what caused that beef, but like, a lot of people like uh, like a uh, fucking ludicrous uh, like uh, uh commented on it. Uh, like a lot of people from Atlanta uh, like had words to say like to him about that. But in the end, but I think that Tiawa 
uh, uh, at the time of getting like real popular. And like he, I think even at that time, he said, "Man, look, I ain't, I ain't got nothing bad to say about Pimp C because like Pimp C like is like the legend." That's um, it. Yeah, that's like his mentor. Mm-hmm. And speaking of mentors, um, Pimp C is the reason why we have the internet interview of Phenom, a Webby. No, I know that. Yeah, uh, Pimp C brought us the group of Webby and uh, Boosie. I mean, Boosie. That's what I meant. But like, Pimp C brought us Boosie and Webby because like they were uh, like the first artist act signed to like his label. I think it was called UGK Records or something else. <laughs> so like the whole for Wipe Me Down shit. Like that was on Pimp C label. Damn. And like he found both of them. Cause uh. Yeah, I need- he wanted Webby and Boosie to be the new Paul Wall and a chameleon. I can see that. Yep. Shit, Webby and, and Boosie, they ain't even cool. They still ain't cool with each other. Yep. I don't think. And it probably I forgot what up. they fell out under. They fell out under some shit. I think what happened was, uh, because obviously uh, Webby ain't hot no more, I think mm. that Webby had asked Boosie for some help. I think it was kind of like how uh, yeah, Jesus yeah, did Pimp yeah. C. Like, he didn't help him out like he wanted to help him out. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, and uh, I think on, like, the Savage Life 1 by Webby, it says Pimp C presents Webby uh, Savage Life 1. So, like, uh, off of Wipe Me Down and uh, what was the other one? I-N-D-O-P-I-N-G-I-N-T. Do you know what that mean, girl? That was all, like, on our Pepsi shit, I believe. But, like, yeah, yeah, like, we got Webby and Boosie all, and then Webby, although Webby isn't as intelligent as Pepsi, uh, Webby is, I mean, Boosie, I keep doing that. Boosie, his interview style is kind of like the Pepsi interview style. Hmm. Bold as fuck saying, like, everything come on his mind. We have Boosie because of a a Pimp C. That's great. So again, uh, so again I, I do realize that this turned to a Pimp C summit like more than like a UTK summit. <laughs> I'm not a big <laughs> fan of, of Bun B, but uh, it still counts. But, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah th- that's pretty much all that I've got to say about uh, UGK and um, Pimp C. Um, yeah. Uh, so the only thing that's left is for us to decide what we're going to talk about on our next episode. Uh, since we had two summits, it's probably time to like, go back to a list. Yeah, I know. Ah, uh, shit. I think. I'm thinking too. Yeah, like I, I should have thought beforehand. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, I do know that this is something like that I was thinking about the other day. Um, did we ever do? Because obviously, this is a hip hop uh, podcast, but hip hop to me. It also encompasses R and B. Did we ever do a top five R and B albums? Yes, we did. 
Wild Bay. Now, was it top five RB albums or top five RB artists? Oh. I feel like it might have been top five R&B artists. It might be artists. Man, it was so long ago. Yeah, Shit, like, we need to update anyway. So even if it was that one. That's a good point. <laughs> it's like, that's my idea. Like, we could do like uh, either uh, a revised Ooh, top five that's R&B gonna be tough. albums. That's going to be tough. Boy. I thought about That'd my current good. top five. And uh, like it ain't super tough for me, only because uh, like I thought about it uh, like while driving one day, because uh, it's not the same like that it was in like 2016, 18. Like uh, like it changed up a little bit. Yeah, that's my idea. But like, it, 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 if you have others, we can uh, discuss. No, I'm down though. I'm down, right, down with that. that? All right. Yeah. So uh, so this is November. Uh, so for December, we're gonna come back with our top five R&B albums. I'm gonna look. On my phone when we get off to see if we did do artists or albums, but so it, it's either going to be like when we came back after our break, we did the top five rappers again. So it might be us doing the top five R&B albums again, or or for the first time. And now nah, we do we do the albums all the time. Sure. Because uh, one that I'll give you like a preview on. That if we did it last time, I'm pretty sure it wasn't in there. But uh, because I I had like ten, so like man, if I'm picking five in no particular order, I had to take some out obviously. But one album that kept making it to the uh top was my cousin in my mind, Donnell Jones, where I want to be. It had to be in there. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, that that was in there. Because that, that yeah, album I mean, is, is a monster. Yeah, I know. Quarter past three, bitch, what's it going to be? Shawty guys, what's it going to be? Since two, girl, what's it going to do? Then, yeah, that, she gives me all. They got a side nigga song in, in like, 97. <laughs> gives me all but only had good time. <laughs> he saw him chopping at the ball and um, trying on diamond rings. <laughs> the way nigga held her drove him crazy. He spent half the night once it was he was him. <laughs> half the night, bro. He was sleepless. He was tossing and turning. Because <laughs> he... He knew it was a side nigga. <laughs> 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 Tossing and turning. He saw her with her magnet in the mouth. He couldn't sleep. <laughs> yeah, that shit was crazy, bro. Oh, man, that's crazy. She promised him it was, it was gonna take some time, but she was gonna leave that nigga alone. And the thought of her loving only him is a thing that kept him strong. <laughs> That song hit so different, uh, being 37 versus set, like 10. <laughs> 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 so, like, that's a preview of the list, because that's definitely going to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yep. So, uh, in December, we we will be coming back with that list. Uh, our top five R&B albums in no particular order. 
either for the first time, if not the first time, for the second time. Uh, and I think it's going to be a good, a good one. There might be some controversial choices in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but again, like this is going to be us taking the artist, I mean, the art away from the artist. <laughs> Yeah, it should be a good one. Should be yeah. a good one. Yep, yep. Because honestly, uh, at this point in my life, bro, I listen to more current R and B than current rap. Anyway, I still love hip hop and hip hop culture, but in terms of my current ears, it, like that—that's what I've been feeling lately. As a matter of fact, I might put like some—I I might put some newer shit on there too. Ocean. Well, yeah, uh, so that's gonna be it for this episode, people. Like, we uh, got a lot out of that. Um, anything else, DMAC? Uh, I mean, I hope y'all enjoyed this UGK take, and I will see we will see y'all in December. There it is, we are out this bitch.